0: Welcome to the Slam Radio podcast, featuring Kane Gang.
1: I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright. Hell no. What said? Dominate, and we're not doing it. i put my heart in this, oh, dog. Let's, on, man. let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang.
0: You're Kane listening Kane to Kane gang. Kane, gang. Kane gang only on SiriusXM One Four Five Slam Radio. Orange you green. That's Kane Gang storm
2: a that's good
3: morning everybody out there in radio land we're back we're better than ever we got a 2 hour show planned for today here it is on the Kangang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM channel 145. Kane Fan Co. I don't know if I want to go by DC anymore. Anyway, it's your boy, DC. <laughs> Out in Utah is a newly married Jordan Nelson, the J-Man. J-Man, how is the newlywed honeymoon slash, you know, post wedding plans going?
4: How's it going, bro? It's good man. It's good. I cannot complain just yet. So call me in a few years and we'll see if it's uh if it's changed. <laughs> so, you know,
3: I, I hopefully it gets better, you know, every day yeah. should be getting better and better. I'm sure there's going to be some down days. I'm sure there's going to be some good days, but just uh continue to, you know, go forward, move forward, strive for the best and uh yep. you know, you know, wish your uh better half a uh, you know, happy post wedding, you know, from us over here at Kangin
4: yep. Radio Show. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I, I feel like we are like pretty locked in on the same, you know, five year plan. We have the same goals for the next uh, few years, and uh, we're just excited to get working on those together, man.
3: That's good. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you decided to get married in, at a young age, mm-hmm. and uh, you have a lifetime of uh, memories to make, and uh, maybe baby, you know, Kangang Radio Show hosts eventually, and uh, just uh, just keep
4: on keeping on, bro. Cool. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, I, I I will and I I appreciate you guys.
3: Listen, man, we're, that's what we're here for, man. We just try to uh live life every day and uh be positive every day and encourage other people and just be able to uh enjoy life, you know. How was uh how was your Thanksgiving, bro?
4: It was really good. It was really good. We went down to uh so her family's military, her parents uh retired and settled in New Mexico in Albuquerque. So we went down there and uh I mean I love food bro. I I love food. Too much probably. Um and New Mexico has some of the best food I've ever had in my life, honestly. So What kind of food? Um I mean it's kind of their own brand of Mexican food. Everything is is usually based in green chili or red chili. Um so yeah, that's pretty much all I eat while I'm down there. Either that or pork adevada. So it's it's a lot of Mexican food, but it's kind of its own brand. It's different than Tex-Mex or different than, you know, your local taco shop or whatever. So it's good.
3: You know, I had tacos last night. You know, I make my own tacos. But my tacos are, are like just they're unbelievably good, man. Like you know what I put in it? I have meat, cheese, and just some type of little like taco sauce and, and the tortilla. That's it. I don't like any of the green stuff. I don't like any of the onions, tomatoes, lettuce. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm just a meat and potato type guy, right? So just give me the yeah, taco yeah. meat. You know, give me a little bit of flour tortilla and a little yeah. bit of like Crystal hot sauce, and I'm good to go, bro. A little okay. bit of cheese.
4: <laughs> I respect. Them. I respect that.
3: You know, I'm such a picky eater. Like, uh, and it's hard. Like, cause yeah. you know, Maria. You know, she eats anything you know like octopus and you, you just name it like she eats all that weird stuff like yeah. and I can't I just and I feel bad because <laughs> you know I'm sure she like wants to like make these like amazing meals and she's an amazing cook so but at the same time I just I don't eat that stuff like I don't eat yeah. vegetables so you know in yeah. you know and having a Puerto Rican you know partner it's it's tough because she likes to eat all that stuff and I'm yeah. like, no nope, not happening you know? Yeah, man. I mean, but she, she'll make this stuff on her own, you know, and she'll eat some of stuff by herself, but it's not the same, right? She just yeah. can't make like, this gourmet dinner for us. Cause I'm like, well, just where's the burger?
4: Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I get that dude. I'm like, I'm a culture junkie. I love to travel. Um, you know, I, I read a lot of history I'm I've always intrigued about different places in the world, you know, the way that people think. Right. Um, that, like that's why we're all different. Right. It's cause we grow up, we have different inputs coming into our life, uh, you know, that type of stuff. So, like food is an extension of that for me, so I try to be, um, I guess, adventurous for the the cultural merit. Um, but yeah, man.
3: And there's nothing wrong with that. There's there's literally yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know, there's a lot to talk about, man. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot to talk about as far as the Miami Hurricanes. You know, we didn't have a show last week. We we do hope that everybody out there had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, you know. You know, COVID Thanksgiving. You know, I hope you guys had 40 people in your house. And, you know, <laughs> don't, don't listen to, you know, the people on the news telling you you can only have six people or whatever. Listen, man, enjoy life every day how you want to live it. Enjoy with the people you want to enjoy life with. And don't worry about people telling you what you can and cannot do. Yep. That is a disclaimer here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. <laughs> I'll close to that, man. <laughs> you know, but honestly, you know, Thanksgiving was good, man. You know, we uh, Maria cooked a, a phenomenal meal. Um, she got up early, you know. Had the turkey ready. We had the stuffing, and had the corn, and um, we had the honey baked ham, and yep. you know, sweet potato souffle, and mashed potatoes, like uh, deviled eggs. Like you know, yeah. she made this crazy strawberry like ice cream, like uh-huh. slash dessert. So it literally was a, a good day. Got to watch a little bit of football, um, not too much, you know. Like yeah. again, I I feel like I was kind of tired watching football that day because I ate so much.
4: Yeah. Hey, so I want you to power rank your top three Thanksgiving sides.
3: Oh, that's, that's easy.
4: And it can be ones that you eat. And it can also be like, if there's ones that, that you and Maria don't typically make, but you like from, you know, but it's, it's a traditional side, right? Like, uh, yeah, for
3: me, like number one, I'm just going to like, like to me, like deviled eggs, man. Like I just, okay, there's just something about deviled eggs. My mom, before she passed away, um, she made a phenomenal deviled egg. Like, and it's kind of hard. You would think to mess up a deviled egg, but like, you yeah. can I've had some really bad ones. Um, <laughs> but deviled eggs to me, probably, you know, again, if you're taking away the meat and you know the, the meat part of it, and it's just the sides, you know, I'm going deviled eggs number one. Uh, mashed potatoes number two. I love some mashed potatoes. They don't have to be like home home like cooked mashed potatoes. They can come out yeah. of you know a little baggy. I don't care. But mashed potatoes, throw some butter. You know, I'm I'm loving that. And uh, third. Believe it or not, man, I love me some sweet corn. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not a cranberry person, you know, that type of stuff. You know, I'll eat stuffing. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I just I like the basic essentials, man. You know, give me okay. potatoes, some corn, <laughs> some deviled eggs, and, yeah. and I'm ready to go. What about you?
4: All right, man. So I number one, I'm gonna go mac and cheese. I I love a good mac and cheese. Um, for Thanksgiving? Yeah, man. Yeah, I I love it. I've been converted. Um, you know, like especially with some green chili in it, you know, uh, shout out to to new Mexican food, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's good stuff, man. And then number two, I have to go, um, you know, sweet potato casserole or, or, you know, candied sweet potatoes or whatever. Like my mom does a, uh, a Ruth's Chris copycat recipe. So it's like the, the mashed sweet potatoes. And then it has like pecans and brown sugar and stuff like caramelized nice. on nice. top. That stuff is elite, dude. So I, I love that. And then, uh, um, one that I don't see a ton, but I, I had this year, uh, and it'd been a while, but I, I, remembered how much I love it is, is raspberry pretzel salad. Have you ever heard of that?
3: Never heard of it. Okay. I'd have so, to ask Maria. Yeah, raspberry
4: so, pretzel salad. Yeah. So it's like pretzels on the bottom. Then there's like a layer of cool whip and then like raspberry jello with whole raspberries in it on top. Oh, nice. so it's like, sounds good. Yeah. It's like sweet and salty. It's really good, man.
3: That sounds phenomenal, man. It is. Sounds phenomenal. You, you know, and I think when you think of Thanksgiving, all that's all you think of is food, right? You're like, yeah. you don't really stop and give thanks to anybody. You just think yeah. about the food. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, I, I have a lot to be thankful for. And uh, yeah. obviously, you know, I have, uh, you know, three beautiful boys. Um, they're grown. Yeah. Um, you know, two of them are grown, a little older, 17 and 11. And we have Grayson. Uh, we have uh, Ryan, which is Maria's oldest, at 15. And uh, we just had a really good day of just spending time together. You know, we didn't really have anybody over. It was just us. And uh, it was a good day. And, um, you know, I I was excited to hopefully see that game against Wake Forest, you know, that Saturday. And uh, kind of got canceled. And, you know, and that's hard, right? So now here it is. It's been three weeks since the University of Miami has played a football game. And listen, bro, we finally get a game tomorrow night against Duke. You know, it's a replacement game, obviously. And, and before I get into the University of Miami, can I just touch on how of I a mean, dumpster fire and trash <laughs> there is up there in Tallahassee? Like, listen, I know you don't want to play, right? I know your yeah. team is is really, 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 really bad. But bro, like, you're literally opting out of the season. Like, yeah. what are you saying for the character of your players and for your team? Um, you know, the whole situation with the Clemson game, I thought was just atrocious when they could have played that game. And then to follow that up two weeks later, not, you know, not playing against Virginia again, like, come on, man. Now you see players are just saying, look, Asante Samuel, they're t- probably their best player says, you know what? I'm just going pro. You know, yeah. he's out. They just lose commitment after commitment after commitment. De- you know, decommitment Miami, that's been the, the formality for years. But you just see that at Tallahassee right now at Florida State. And just people just decided, you know what? I'm just not going there. What's going on up in Tallahassee?
4: I don't know, man. I wish I could tell you, I, but <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. You know, like Florida and Miami have both had troubles um, in the last 20 years. You know, um, Florida had a, a four and seven season or something like that, or four and eight. Right. You know, Miami had the, I mean, really, we've had a, a tough 20 years in total, right? Like uh, the end of the Randy or Randy Shannon era, Al Golden era, end of the uh, Larry Coker was, that was all tough. Um you know, last year was horrible. The last year of Mark Rick was horrible. Um, I'm not sure – I'm not sure that the Canes or Gators have been in such a state of disrepair as the Seminoles are right now. I think I, I agree.
3: Yeah. I i have never seen and, – and I would say throughout the whole college football season, I have not yeah. seen this in a long, long time. I mean, obviously they're on the hook already, um, you know, for – Willie Taggart at 18 mil, you know. Now they're paying these other guys. You know they're not having any games at home. Like they're just there's no revenue coming in. I don't know how they continue to stay afloat as far as uh, you know, financial. Like from a fiscal standpoint, I don't know what they're gonna do up there. But you know what? I can care less. I don't care if they close the program down, <laughs> shut it down. Like I don't have to hear about that stupid. no, <laughs> yeah. You know, listen, if I don't have to hear that, I'd be, I'd be, you know, happy for the rest of my life.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you, man. I, you know, there's no love lost between me and our rival teams, man. The the Seminoles and the Gators and, and even the Hokies, honestly. Um, I just couldn't care less, man. I really couldn't. So. Well, speak, speaking of the Hokies, I
3: mean, that was a great game. Um, Again, you didn't know what you were going to get going into that game. Right. And, and then, you know, you, you you come into the game all of a sudden, and we'll, we'll touch on that on this segment and probably piggyback that into our second segment, um, but there's a lot to talk about. I saw a lot of maturity from our team. You know, Virginia Tech opened up pretty quick. You know, their quarterback, you know, very mobile, ended up, you know, catching a nice long run and, you know, went to the house for it, and the next thing you know, you're down 7-0, and, you know, your offense was kind of sputtering a little bit. But as the game progressed, you just saw, you know, more confidence, more confidence. And, you know, talk about the defense, at, you know, and take the defense what you may. The defense ended up, like, stepping up to the plate and not allowing a point for the last, you know, quarter and a half of the game, yeah. you know.
4: that That's kind of been the story of our whole season, really, is that the defense will look absolutely terrible until it needs to get a stop, and then it does. And uh... – You know, I I don't know how to feel about that, honestly, right? You can't knock them too hard because they're getting the stops when we really, really need it. Um, The problem is, is like, that's not a good habit. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? It
3: is, you know, again, just we don't see the continued dominance that we have been accustomed to. And again, and I don't want to see over the last couple of years because we really haven't been dominant on defense for a long, long time. But I think what we're seeing now is again i go back to the word maturity right they're finding ways to stifle opponents when they need to they're i hate the term bend don't break because again teams are still driving on us you know we just don't see the continual turnovers and the continual sacks and you know when i watched the game against botech i saw I saw the defensive line really getting after it. After really the first quarter, I saw like just Nesta was in the backfield and Phillips and Quincy. like They just continued to impress me the way that they were yeah. getting. They had some holding calls. I feel like Miami's gotten held a lot this year. Just no calls have been made. But there were some dumb penalties on defense too, man. You know, that one big sack on third down that they had, and then, you know, next thing you know, there's a personal foul on Bubba, and you're like, huh, what did Bubba do? And then you watch the replay, and they show, like, you know, 30 yards down the field, you know, you hit a guy right in the back for no reason. You know, that's where I think the lack of maturity and the lack of discipline is going to eventually catch up and maybe hurt Miami. That didn't cost Miami anything, but at the same time, that could have potentially cost Miami the game moving forward. You can't have those undisciplined type of, you know, calls time in and time out. Well, you know, when you're on the field and you make a play, like one of the biggest things I'm not a proponent of is when, you know, say Nestor, right? And I love the dude. I love his passion, love his like his hustle, his 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 grit. But like when you make a tackle like for a yard loss, like I don't need you running ten yards into the backfield and flexing like just get back on the other side of the ball like you've been there before, yeah. you know. And I think that's where the maturity is gonna to have to come in. Like, act like you've been
4: there before, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely, man. Like, I, I mean, that game kind of went as I thought it would. I thought it'd be more high scoring, but you know, I, I predicted that it was going to be another nail biter. It's gonna be another game that we um, struggled to put away. I did. I, I feel like I, I got a W in predicting this, though. Is that I feel like we finally have a team with the veteran presences and the, the veteran leadership and, and good play that we can close those type of games out. Right. Because a few years ago we lose all these games.
3: 100%.
4: Yeah. Like we lose the NC state game. We lose this game. You know, we, we might even lose Pitt um, because we just, we could not close. We'd fold like a lawn chair uh, whenever we had pressure on us late in the fourth quarter. And I mean, as frustrating as these games are, because I mean i'm not going to lie, man I'm pretty pissed off when I'm watching these games every week i don't <laughs> I don't like barely beating teams that you know are their roster is covid ridden or they're playing their backup quarterback or whatever i I hate that we are barely winning these games, but credit where it's due, man, we lose these games last year, and so yeah, yeah.
3: and now we're actually turned the corner. We're turning a corner, and uh, we're winning these games. Yeah. Um, hey, Jamie, and I know we just got back from Thanksgiving break, but guess what? We're up against a break. <laughs> so hey, we'll catch you guys here in a minute on the K-Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM, Slam Radio Channel 145. We'll catch you back on the flip.
5: Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Loan. Yo, Sway Callaway. This
3: is Spice Adams. This
6: is Michael, the playmaker Everyone. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam
2: Radio, Radio.
1: Serious XM. Yeah.
7: Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal, and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back
0: with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just
6: the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us.
1: Just you and I. Well, oh, you, you forgot that.
6: Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go.
1: You
0: and I.
8: There
1: you go.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M, 145, Slam Radio.
2: 180
0: over 111, and
2: I had a stroke.
5: 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke.
8: This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
0: And now we're back with Kang Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
3: Welcome back to the second segment of the first hour of the Kang Gang Radio Show. Obviously, I said the first hour because we've been blessed by the Amigo and by Frank the Tank and uh, got a second hour. So it's going to be two hours of hearing me talk and if you don't like it, sorry about that. You can listen to J-Man. If you don't like listening to him, then I don't know what to tell you. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, this is the time slot that we're given. This is the amount of time that we're given. So we're going to
4: take full advantage of it. You hey, know, how, how about us, though, man? Like uh, We're, what, four months into this bad boy and uh, already got moved to prime time, given the second hour? You know, and listen, like- it, it, it,
3: it, uh, listen, it must be my good looks or something because uh, I don't know how we got that. <laughs> I'm not sure if the content's good, if it's bad, if it's uh, right. mediocre, but obviously we're doing something right.
4: Yep, absolutely. And and you know, much gratitude to uh the amigo and, and Frank the tank and uh you know the powers that be. So yeah, can't can't say thank you enough to those guys for the opportunity, but it's uh it's fun to uh to get that kind of appreciation and recognition, right? You
3: know the fun thing about it too is when you sit there and you think about it is we're not doing nothing that we wouldn't be doing just talking on a telephone, um, you oh, know, yeah. or through a standard Zoom call with like because of COVID twenty twenty. You know, here it is December, and we've reached stage twelve of Jumanji. You know, so it's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You know, when you think about it, it's, we're just being able to talk on a different platform compared yeah. to just talking to each other on the phone about the things that we have the same passion for. Um, you know, before before we went to break, we were talking about University of Miami and. Um, the defense and the offense, and it was very nice to see the the running game actually started looking a little bit better at the Vatek game. Um, Don't know how that's going to, you know, progress, you know, tomorrow night against Duke, Um, but it was good to see that the running game started to, you know, come back to life. It was also really good to see Mark Pope um, excel and the continuous success of of Mike Harley. Um, One thing I was talking to a buddy of mine about the other day is – Ever since that open competition that they like nationally kind of, you know, acknowledge that there's gonna be an open competition, you have not seen any of the young cats, Michael Reddings, X, Keyshawn Smith. You've only seen the upperclassmen. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that they took that to heart, say, listen, man, you know, it's gonna be an open competition and now they're decided to run with it and they haven't relinquished it yet. Um, what do you think about that?
4: That's, I mean, that's a very interesting point you bring up, and, and I'm very glad because all three of the dudes, right, D. Wiggins, Mark Pope, um, oh, man, I'm forgetting number three. What's Mike Harley? Mike Harley. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Um, you know, all three of them have looked so much better in the last three games, and credit to them for putting in the work and, and getting focused. But on the flip side, you can't help but, uh, like, scratch your head a little bit, right? Like, why did it take – this fire underneath them to uh, to get it going so it's kind of frustrating but also can't be too mad about it right
3: but i'm glad that somebody finally took the like the bull by the horns and held some of these kids accountable because if they weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing and again i've said this numerous time on our show your best players have to play i don't care if you're a freshman i don't care if you're a senior you have to put your best players you know in a position to play and to help you win the ball game I did see a lot of positive things. Like, Derek King continues to impress me week in and week out. He never seems to get rattled. Now, obviously, um, obviously a lot of things that happened on, like, the O-line looked really bad, um, you know, at times. But, you know, it seemed like they were doing pretty well. And they, moving forward, yeah. like, King just continues to stand in the pocket, continues to, you know, make strides. Again, took a couple sacks, but moving forward – put the ball where it needed to be on time and made the plays that they needed to make in order to uh, succeed.
4: Yeah. He's been so good this year and, and you really can't overstate um, how valuable he's been to us being seven and one right now. It's hard for me to think of another player that's been on the roster in the last few years Um, at the quarterback position that could have us in this, you know, have us at seven and one, have us at, at rank number 10 or number uh, nine in the coaches poll and AP poll. Um, I really just think he's kind of been the biggest difference maker, especially on offense. Uh, You know, Phillips and and Bolden have been big on defense, um, but really on the offensive side of the ball, he's really the only thing that changed. And uh, there's just a huge difference, man.
3: But it's exciting to see as well. Um, Obviously we haven't had the caliber of a – you know, quarterback at that position, you know, in a long, long time. You know, not just with his, with his arm. Obviously, we know, you know, it's 50-50 with him, right, his feet and his arm. So it, it's good to see Miami progressing. Again, we're 7-1 and one going into the game tomorrow night. You know, if they can go out – and so we talk about, like, coming off a bye week. Well, this is coming off a huge a huge week, um, a huge layover, right? And now the next thing you know, they're coming in – I don't want to see them kind of like, you know, crap to bed. I want to see them come out full bore, have a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. Like, look, I man, you've been off for almost three weeks. You need to come out like just straight on fire, you know, and, and put Duke to bed early. That's what I'd like to see.
4: Yeah, I I agree. I'm kind of worried about this game. Um, we looked really lethargic for the the four games before we were off. Um, right. and I don't know, man. I, I mean, thankfully we're not playing Team Wake Forest football, right North yeah. Carolina honestly yeah and uh you know I was actually talking with one of my buddies today um and we were talking about you know the ACC how they changed their rules which essentially made it so Notre Dame doesn't really have to play again and they're locked into the the conference championship um and you know just the way that and I'm okay with that
3: in like like we've mentioned yeah. before, I'm okay not playing in the ACC title game. Yeah, I think Notre Dame. Listen, they've earned it, right? They win and they beat who they were supposed to beat. They beat Clemson. They beat the mighty Clemson Tigers. Yeah. So you know what? If if that's what's gonna take in 2020, listen, I'm okay with that. Again, yeah. there's no reason to have to go play Clemson and. And I think Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC title game. Agreed. Um, and, again, I think that's potentially going to have a – I believe if things play out the way it's going to play out, Notre Dame and Clemson will get into the playoff. Yeah, Right. I agree. Especially if Clemson, obviously, well, if, if Notre Dame does beat Clemson for the second time, I don't see Clemson being in the playoff. But, I mean, that would hurt Miami as far as maybe the Orange Bowl game because they would probably take Clemson even though they have two losses um, yeah. just for – travel whatever but i would like to see um clemson play notre dame and just and beat them beat them bad you know like i just because it's just it's notre dame i hate notre dame you know i feel like they always get the favoritism they always get the 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 uh the calls they always seem to you know have the public you know love notre dame love notre dame you know rudy 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 like i'm tired of hearing that stuff right like but they are playing really well so i can't knock that um so again, I don't really care, and they've played it to—they've played this whole situation, you know, the right way through the ACC. Um, they didn't make the rules; they're just—they're playing who they're supposed to play. They're beating who they're supposed to beat, and if they get the opportunity um, to play Clemson again, and we'll see what happens um i think alabama you know definitely makes the playoff you know one thing to talk about um before we get into the duke game is you know obviously tuesday night they had the new playoff rankings and everybody's up in arms because of a two-loss georgia team and a two-loss um iowa state team ahead of a one-loss miami team at the end of the day does it really matter no it doesn't really matter i mean for our perspective People think, oh well, they have two losses. Well, okay, they have two losses. Georgia's losses were to Alabama and to Florida, who are number one and number five, number six in the country right now. Yeah, yeah we lost to Clemson, which is number one team. But Iowa State have some good wins. They have top fifteen wins. Yeah. You know, I don't think they should have moved up four spots. But, yeah. you know, again, I think you're nine, ten, you know, I think you're right in that range. But do you agree with me, Jordan? Like, we're not playing for the national title this year anyway, correct?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, it's not a big deal. It would feel nice to, to have the respect, but really we're an AC. You team. haven't earned it. You yeah. have and, not earned it. Yeah. And, and That's we're, right, we're an AC already. So if we finish with one loss, it doesn't matter. We're in the new year's six game, whether it's the orange bowl or the fiesta bowl or whatever, it doesn't matter. But like the, you know, a New Year's Six bowl will take a one-loss Miami. So all we need to do is just win the rest of our games. Um, and I actually had a take for you. Um, so we play Duke, and then we play
3: North Carolina.
4: North Carolina after, right? Correct. So I'm thinking, you know, now that the ACC has kind of cut off the the last game for pretty much everyone, um, like let's say Clemson beats Virginia Tech tomorrow, okay? What is our incentive to actually play North Carolina? There's not. So, I mean, if, if I'm the school. I mean, they have
3: four losses. They have four losses. Yeah. Right? But, so yeah. What, what do you have to prove? And then what if you lose that game and then you get knocked out of a decent
4: bowl? Exactly. Like, I'm with you on that. And they you know, fris- So, I yeah. mean, if, if I'm the athletic department, I, you know, you go in and you beat Duke. And then after that, you're just like, hey, you know what? We're done. Like he, I'll use
3: these. I'll use these weeks for practice for the bowl game.
4: Yep, it's like the ACC changed the rules on us. They disqualified us essentially, you know, when we still had a shot. So uh, we're done. We're not gonna go play North Carolina. Gonna- what
3: happens if Syracuse pulls a shocker and beats uh, Notre Dame tomorrow?
4: <laughs> that would be incredible, man.
3: I would love it, right? I, I would just. I would yeah. love to see something like that. Um, all because I want to stick it to the ACC because they're just you know, they're, they're shameful on what they do. And yeah. I don't, I don't agree with what they do, but um, I don't know. It is what it is, bro. Yeah. It definitely is what it is. But
4: I, I think we should cancel the North Carolina game, man. I, I'm a hundred percent throwing my weight behind that idea. There's no reason for us to play all it does. It can only hurt us. It's not going to help us. You know, it's not like we're going to make the playoff if we beat North Carolina. So, and like I said, if we have one loss, we're locked into an NY six bowl. So, Like, just cancel the game. Beat Duke, take care of business, and then uh, start practicing for the Fiesta or Orange Bowl.
3: And I think that would give you, you know, again, ample opportunity to just continue to practice, right? To continue to get better, work on the things that you, again, because you're only going to have one game in the last month, you know. Pretty much, so you might as well just get the work in that you can get in, and, and I agree with you. I don't see why it doesn't benefit you at all to play the North Carolina game. The only thing I would tell you why you have to play that game, this is just me, right? It would be your life, it would be a senior day, so that would be the only way, like these seniors go out. I mean, obviously, you're not gonna have, how do you have a senior day when you don't play at home anymore? You know, that would be my only take.
4: Yeah, and, and to counter that, I mean, because I get you, right, we want our seniors to, to feel appreciated and, and, you know, be this, in the spotlight, but eligibility doesn't count. So essentially, but I don't
3: see, I, I see some of our seniors not coming back, like Zach McLeod, Mike yeah. Harley. Um, I,
4: I agree, but that's their choice. I mean, technically, they're leaving early, right, if, if they don't come back.
3: Well, they're already senior, so I wouldn't say they're leaving early. I just think that they're just not coming back with the exception that COVID has presented themselves with.
4: Yeah. I get what so, you're saying. I'm just saying, yeah. like, like if they have – I don't know. I, I just really want to – Come that. back
3: next year and just, you know, walk, walk through the tunnel and hit that smoke. You know, this way you can uh, – let's say hey, I did a senior walk. But, I mean, that's the hard part, right? That would be my only counter is – you know i would still like to play the game only to have senior day but again from a ramifications of like what does it you know benefit you nothing it benefits no way no yeah. shape or form doesn't move you up in the standings again you beating a four loss north carolina team that doesn't do nothing for you
0: mm-hmm.
3: it can only hurt you it can only hurt you by you losing that game
4: yep so. I agree, man.
3: I don't know, man. It's it's tough to think about that, and uh, maybe not having that game. Um, you know, you've already kind of pretty much canceled the Georgia Tech game. That game is pretty much out the window, so you won't get to have that last game. Um, you know, and from a fan perspective, it, it bothers me because you know that's one less game that I would get to see at, at the Rock. You know, and then yeah. if you're taking the North Carolina game, then that's another game you take. Obviously, I get my money back. But it's not even about the money. It's about, you know, just being there and, you know, watching the team play. And, you know, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully this whole COVID situation, you know, dies down over the next few months because if this runs rampant into 2021, which potentially it could, like, who's to say that, like, we don't have the same restrictions going into next year? You know, it still could be travel bans, you know, and even with the, the playoff, right? Like, I'm not a big proponent of Ohio State being where they are when they – I know the conference decided to opt out for the season and then they came back. But, like, you have a requirement that you have to play at least six games to play in the Big Ten championship game. And yet, yeah. you might not even meet that ramification, but you're going to get to be in the playoffs?
4: Yeah, and you know what? Like, Ohio State voted to not play. I like, Yeah. I, I would take exception to that if they were – like very adamantly wanting to play, then I'd be like, you know what? That's not their fault, right? right? Right. But they voted to not play, and therefore, like I don't, I don't care. Are they going to make the playoff? Absolutely. Like that's just what's going to happen. Um, but I well,
3: – Maybe not, right? L- let, me, let me throw an equation out for you real quick. I know we've got about a minute or two before we go begin to break. But let me throw this uh, equation out to you. Let's play devil's advocate. Okay. Let's say Clemson beats Notre Dame. Those are both one-loss teams, right? Uh-huh. Let's say Florida beats Alabama. Okay. So now you have two. You have four one-loss teams: Florida, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Yeah. Does Ohio State still make that playoff?
4: That's very interesting. And you know what? That actually that might be the scenario in which they don't. Um,
3: okay, I mean- but now hear this one: How does Florida? Obviously, Florida would go because of the SEC champions, right? Yeah, but what about A and M who beat Florida if they went out? Do you drop Alabama and then you have A and M in there? So there's all these little small equations. What about an undefeated Cincinnati team who's sitting right now at seven and zero, moving forward? Like you know, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's tough.
7: Yeah, it,
3: there's a lot of things that play into it, but I always feel like the committee is going to benefit the SEC and the Big Ten. You know, I just think they're they're that type of homers, so where they're not giving love to anybody else but those two uh, divisions.
4: Agreed. And I don't even get why the Big Ten gets that love because they don't deserve it. I mean, as much as I dislike that the SEC gets favoritism, like they've at least earned it, right? Yeah. Because um, they consistently have the best teams, um, on except for rare occasions. But the Big Ten, like, no chance, dude.
3: I mean, they're horrible. this year. Michigan's horrible. Michigan State's horrible. Penn State's horrible. Indiana almost beat, you know, Ohio State, and now their quarterback's done for the rest of the year at Indiana. So, you know, again, they don't play anybody. There's, they're not really good. So, uh, I don't know. We can talk about more of that stuff coming up on the, uh, on the third segment. J-Man, why don't you go ahead and uh,
4: close us out on the second segment and take us a break. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, King Gang Radio on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. See you in just a moment.
0: Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio! This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why well, was the basketball court all
2: wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, grown worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids.
9: What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye,
2: son. (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's Here's that that song song again. again. For the hundredth time today.
0: On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Manuel Alapola, too, I, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You call, call if,
6: him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him.
0: Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigamano Alapola.
6: Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect?
0: Tua Nigamano Alapola.
6: Tua? I can't do it. I'm done.
7: Tunga valoa.
6: Tunga valoa. Tunga valoa. Tunga valoa. Tunga valoa. Tunga See? That sounds much better than one.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from seven to eleven, only on SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio.
1: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork.
7: Yeah, I can do this.
1: You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here
0: where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
3: Welcome back, everybody, to the Kang Gang Radio Show. um, Here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. We finished off last segment. You know, I have tongue-tied right now, bro. It must have been those chicken wings. I was trying to finish my chicken wing before we came back on the air. And I had some stuck in my throat. <laughs> so um, we finished last segment, you know, continuing to talk about the University of Miami and the hurricanes. Yep. And whenever we get to, you know, we talk about the hurricanes, we always like to have, you know, other people, you know, talk about the canes. And so joining us right now, J Man, as always, is it's almost like he's like a third wheel, like when we're out to dinner, is the bird. <laughs> Yo, Bird, what's good? Did you just call me a third wheel man? <laughs> i did you know I not a I, good thing I, I, <laughs> but in this situation i think it is a good thing jay man you think it's like right. the third wheel in this application Absolutely. is a good thing
4: you know what let's call it the sidecar it's okay it's me, me and co we're riding front and back on, on the motorcycle and we got bird in the sidecar so it's like batman and those, robin yeah you,
9: you wear the wear those, uh, those giant goggles
3: yeah yeah you know, it's it's almost like being the T-Bird, except for you're yeah. the, like the little guy that never got to any publicity. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Starting out firing on me,
9: man. <laughs> so I guess that's what happens when I when I when I join the show on a uh, on a Friday morning here after you guys already been going. Oh
4: yeah, dude. Hey, hey,
3: listen, man, it's all love, man. We appreciate you. Want you know, you're taking the time to hop on, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, you like to hop on here on Friday mornings because you get to tell your boss, like, bro, hey, I'm taking a two hour break or I'm taking an hour break. I'm just gonna hop on the show and uh, you get out of work, man. So it's it's a no brainer.
9: The joys of working from home, man.
3: Awesome. Oh. COVID 2020, like I oh, mentioned man. earlier, in the, and I think it was the second segment, um, you know, it's 2020, we've reached a 12th stage of Jumanji. <laughs> exactly. We have, so, to. I think we're all we, ready
9: for this year to be over, though, man. That's for sure.
3: Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm hoping that we get back to some type of normalcy going into 2021. And, and think about this, right? 2021 is literally, you know, what, four weeks away? I mean, it's crazy Lesson. to think about that. Yeah plus then
4: although wow dude we'll see man i mean we still got to look ahead to this this i mean i don't want to get into politics but the the transfer of power in the presidency that's coming up i mean like this year is not over yet (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) until that's all settled we have a president firmly in place whoever it is like we still have a whole lot of garbage to go through so we'll see what happens man (laughs) That's,
3: that's just America one-on-one. And at the end of the day, bro, I am the president over here. So <laughs> right. I can care less about the elect. I can care less about the acting, bro. Here it is. Kang gang. We're rocking and rolling. Listen, man, I want to, I want to ask you guys some questions and I want to see if you guys can, uh, you know, I want to ask you guys maybe a, tr- a couple trivia questions. You, you guys down for some trivia.
9: Yeah, absolutely.
3: You're going to put um, us on the spot, but I'm, I'm down. I really am. But you know, when we talk about trivia, you know, there's so many different things of trivia that you could talk about. Um, I just I wanted to see, you know, kind of some of your knowledge. And at the end of the day, like you know, they could be simple questions, nothing hard. Um, I just wanted to check some of your uh, some of your knowledge. So let me uh, let me ask you a question, and you guys can uh, you know chime in whenever you, you want.
4: You got you got to keep in mind that I'm only 27, my friend. I'm gonna make Don't. it easy on you. Okay. I'll go. make it
3: okay. So I'll, I'll give you an easy question. What number did Ken Dorsey wear all four years at the University of Miami? Eleven. Remember, remember what I said. All four years. I go eleven. No Googling either. Uh, <laughs> guilty.
4: So, so Berg, you stick you're sticking with eleven. All four I, gotta, years. I gotta
9: stick with eleven, man. It's the only thing I've ever seen him wear. Jordan, what about you?
4: I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if there's, I mean, the way you worded the question, if there was a number transfer, like unless he wore that in practice all the time. I mean, I don't know. Listen, I, I
9: will say that. if it's if it if, if it's some kind of trick question, for some reason the number seven stands out, and I think because that's probably that's what he wore in San Fran, I think. <laughs>
2: But that's,
3: no, that's what's in my head the, the answer is 11 man I'm just oh. talking about it until... <laughs> but again i like I, like wording and verberage is the deception right yeah, i think it's really. all predicated on how you word something yeah. so who was who was uh who was ken dorsey's predecessor
4: oh man see that kenny kelly yeah. boom. That so that would have been my guess, but I didn't want to say it like I never watched Kenny Kelly. So I didn't want to say it and then be like, dude, he was from 91 or whatever, I don't know. Well, yeah. you didn't you really didn't
3: miss much on
4: okay, Kenny let, Kelly. Okay, let,
9: let me throw one back out to you. What what uh what other sport did Kenny Kelly get drafted in? Baseball. And by what team? Okay, by what team? Tampa
3: Bay Devil Rights. Oh,
4: damn. Come good. on, dog yeah co co is the master of kane's trivia and uh hey, I don't, that's actually how we all met right we did that trivia night with you dirty bird and uh you know co yeah. took first and and i was third i was happy with third because i'm a young yeah. gun
9: so co did really good at that and, and against uh again him and kane's legacy were like neck and neck the whole time yep so so jayman i got this uh i got this picture that i took with a with a kane's player back, <laughs> probably about three seasons ago right yeah. and i've like it was loud when I took the picture with him, um, you know, and I could see all his championship rings on. But I had no idea who he was. But I'm like, oh, let me grab a picture of this guy. I'll figure out who it is. I actually find a way to stump Co. though, because I sent I sent him the picture. And uh-huh. last night we were texting, and I sent wow. it to him. And we still couldn't figure out who this picture is, man, who's in this Bro, picture. I'm right?
3: lost. I'm literally lost. And, and I've seen the guy around um, numerous, numerous times um, at games, and I just – for the life of me, I do not know who the guy is.
9: It's been killing me. He looks, he looks like an NFL guy, right? Like, yeah. And of- chances
3: are he probably bought some rings off eBay
9: and just walked <laughs> around the
4: stadium. <laughs> That's what I would do, man.
9: You, you saw that after uh, – what team was it that won uh, – there was an NBA team that won the championship, and somebody went out and they dressed up. He was, he was like a seven-footer, and he went out and uh, started partying
4: in the town and started saying, hey, I, I just won the NBA championship. Nice.
3: That's, That's crazy, crazy man. What's the
4: statistic? Wow. It's something like – it's something like 12% of all seven-footers in the world have played in the NBA or something like that of seven-foot men. Wow. It's, it's a crazy stat. Yeah, something weird. So, believable, right? Hmm. Man. So, let me, let me get back to a couple of other trivia questions and
3: uh, see how you guys uh, are faring. Um, you, you know, at the end of the day, it's it, like I said, they're not, like, super hard. Um But when you think about hurricane trivia, I mean, there's so many old players that you don't even know about. It just, it kind of makes you wonder, right? So before I do a trivia, I want to ask you guys a personal question. Um, I'm going to give you guys a a number and tell me who you feel wore at the best. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? This is
9: fun. All right, These these are fun. These
3: these are like super, super debatable. So I'm going to start off probably a very easy number. Um, and, And in my mind, I already know of, like four people that wore this number that I think are you know pretty fair of being nominated but the number one. Okay. And and I'm gonna give you a couple names and you guys discuss this. Now now J-Man I know you're a little younger, mm-hmm. but so I'm gonna start with the current guy and Derek King. All right. I'm gonna go to Roscoe Parish. Okay. I'm gonna go to Alan
9: Hearns Alan Hearns was first that came to my mind. And I'm going to go with Jesse
3: Armstead. Oh, that's a really good one. (laughs) So talk to me about, you know, what you guys think. And you can discuss each one of them if you want.
4: You know, I I guess the two that pop for me, just because I'm younger, is is Hearns and King. Um, You know, Hearns set the all-time, like, receiving yards leader. I mean, he set that mark while he was here that's big. Um, we've never really had a guy like the King though, you know? So it's, that's kind of, do you go for a four year legacy or do you go just like instant impact? Like this guy is the MVP of your team. One of the better players you've had in 20 something years. It's hard. That's a hard debate. Um, I mean, honestly, I've never watched Jesse Armstead outside of (sighs) clips, outside of YouTube clips. Let me
3: tell you, I mean, Ryan, you could probably agree with this. Like, like Jesse Armstead, especially coming out of high school. And this is where I feel like our linebackers do not meet up to the standards of what we used to have back in the days as far as linebackers.
9: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot of a lot of live games with him playing, but I have seen a lot of a lot of film and a lot of tape and uh and he was one word that was mean, man. <laughs> that guy was just mean out there
3: definitely something to uh to debate if i was if i was rating again and obviously we've had Derek king for eight games um you know going into the ninth game tomorrow but you know being able to watch jesse armstead and again that you know those those uh, other two freshmen that came in with him with darren smith and michael barrow that bermuda triangle those three linebackers were just something special darren um, smith was nice too man very nice i mean those guys uh end up playing in the league as well. So, yep. um, all right, I'm going to give you guys another number, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. All right, so the next number I'm going to throw out to you is the number five. So let me give you guys some uh, – let me give you some names, and we'll go from there. Melton <laughs> Bratton, Edger and James. Andre Johnson. <laughs>
9: Amari Carter targeting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even to go there with that one. Um, that literally was on my list, but I wasn't going to go there. Um, wasn't
4: Mike James number five as well?
3: Yes. He originally, so Mike James is number five. But do you know what number he was prior?
4: Uh, I don't. Twenty two. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Um, I mean, sheesh, man, like. I don't know what do what do you guys think about uh, like the Andre Johnson versus Edran James debate? Because, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I would lean Edran James is a better Cane.
3: Well, Edran James is a Hall of Famer.
4: Yeah.
9: Hey, every, every time I, I, I think of the number five, I think of another number associated with that, and that's two hundred ninety nine. That's two ninety nine. That Ed Chug. Listen, uh, that UCLA, UCLA game was something
3: else, bro. <laughs> yeah. And again, like I, I was fortunate enough to be at that game. Um really? we storm we stormed the field. It, it was amazing, man. And uh yeah, you know, again, like I've been doing this a long time, man, and uh it's it's always a pleasure. But I I would give the edge and Andre Johnson was just a beast, right? And but Melvin Bratton, you know, before he blew that knee out, he was just a raw deal. He was uh you know, he was a transforming type running back that Miami, like that trend center. And Um, I, I would lean like to, to all of them for the most part, but you know, you can't knock the hall of fame, you know what I mean? Like that's, that means something when you're into the hall of fame.
9: Yeah. You know what I, you know, I told you guys before that I used to work in the equipment room with the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, when I did Melvin Bratton was a scout with us, which was super cool, man. So I got to kind of know him a little bit, uh, there too, which was awesome.
3: All right. So you guys, you guys think, you think edge gets to number five?
4: Got to give it to Ed. Yeah, I think. that's what I'm giving it
3: to. All right. So let me give you another number. And it's really between two people. Actually, I'll do three people, <laughs> even though yeah. one of them really doesn't, you know, kind of fit the mold of the first two. Um, the number 44. Okay. So Dan Morgan. Dan Morgan.
7: Yeah.
4: Colin McCarthy. Colin McCarthy.
3: Bradley Jennings.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know, <laughs> I feel like we don't give Colin McCarthy enough love. Like, he was maybe my first – fate. well, after Willis Was McGahee, he your first man crush? J-Man, just be <laughs> honest. Was he your first man crush? The word man crush would be too strong, right? <laughs> he, after Willis McGahee, he, he was my first favorite player on the Canes. You know, okay. like those, those years that he was playing, you know, I was really young. I would have been, what, 11, 12, something like that. Like, watching those defenses, it was unmistakable. Like, he just popped, you know, almost every play. Like, he – I don't know. He he was one of my favorite players to watch back then. So. There uh, was something
3: about Dan Morgan that literally just set him apart. Now, there's a lot of debate among the University of Miami fans that Ray Lewis is the best linebacker to ever come out of the University of Miami. Uh And I will wholeheartedly disagree with that statement. I believe Ray Lewis transformed from a good college player to a phenomenal NFL Hall of Fame type player yeah. to where Dan Morgan completely changed the way that a middle linebacker played the game at the University of Miami.
7: Yeah.
3: Um, do you guys know who spot he took in order to become a starter at the University of Miami? No. I'll give you a hint. He wore number 52. Was not Ray Lewis.
4: I don't know. Bird, you know? Uh, I
9: don't. Yeah.
3: And this guy was a stud. His name was Nate Webster. Oh, Nate Webster. Yep. 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 Nate Webster decided to declare for the draft early. Um, I believe he got selected by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if I'm not mistaken. But Dan Morgan stepped into that role. And – the only college football player to win all three defensive awards in one consecutive year. Like Dan Morgan was just a phenomenal, phenomenal individual. Are you talking about like the smarts, the speed, just the, the maturity, like that Florida state game in 2000 was just unbelievable watching him play. Um, Again, interceptions, just tackles played special teams, he literally like was probably one of the best players I think to ever. And I say ever, and I mean that strongly to come out of the university of Miami.
4: Yeah. Uh, I agree. You know, I wasn't picking Colin McCarthy. I was, you know, just shining the light on him a little bit saying that, uh, you know, just
3: Colin ball. Yeah. The problem is he was on some bad teams.
4: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, my answer <laughs> is Dan Morgan as well. I actually agree with you. Um, that I think Dan Morgan was, you know, the best linebacker we've ever had.
3: Yep. I would love to see us potentially get somebody near like 30 percent of what he, you know, brought to I'll the take table. It. Hey, I'll they take aren't it. On,
4: they aren't in this linebacking <laughs> core. I can tell you that
3: much. I feel you, Jay. Man, I know we're uh, I know we're pushing the, the numbers here against the break. Uh, yeah. Tell you what, when we come back um, into the second hour, and it's amazing that we say the second hour. Um, We'll get back into some of these uh, discussions about numbers and trivia and things like that. So, J-Man, take us to break, and then uh, we'll see you guys in a minute.
4: You guys are listening to Kane Gang Radio here on Sirius XM, channel 145 Slam Radio. See you in just a few minutes. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's
5: go. This is Tua Tungle by Lohan. Yo,
4: Sway Calloway. This
6: is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam Slam Radio.
1: Radio. Sirius XM, yeah.
2: Visit stoptechstoprex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
7: Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletstoolunch.org, brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Cane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two
6: of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us.
1: You two. and I. Oh, you, have to, you
6: forgot that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. Go.
1: You and I. There you
0: go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M 145, Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had
5: a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke.
8: This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM One Four Five Slam Radio.
8: Welcome back to the
4: Kane Gang Radio Show. We're here, uh, you know. It's the J Man. We got Derek Coe and we got Dirty Bird on with us, uh, back for another segment. So, how you guys doing? We were talking some trivia last last segment, and uh, are we are we still doing that, Coe? You know what? I, I think
3: we all we'll do a couple more things of trivia and uh, do a couple things on like. Who wore who wore it better, right? You know, I know yeah. they do that on like on the red carpet, but who wore it better? Bird, man. I think some of these uh somebody's uh questions and some of these numbers are actually pretty good. Throw so them out there, bro. Let's go. All right. So let me uh let, let me get this right here. See if you guys know this. All right. So this is gonna be a question I think that men, you know, maybe you guys know, maybe you don't know. In nineteen ninety-six The University of Miami went up to Morgantown and played the West Virginia Mountaineers. And we had a situation where we were down, I think, under two minutes, and West Virginia was going to punt to us. Well, we were fortunate enough to block the punt, and the individual who blocked the punt ended up lateraling or handing the ball to a certain player who then went into the end zone and scored the touchdown which is known as the Miracle in Morgantown. I want to know if you guys know who was actually handed the ball and who scored that touchdown.
4: I Wasn't it Ed do. Reed that got the
3: ball? Yep. Listen to what you're saying. 1996 against West Virginia, not 2001 against Boston College.
9: Damn, that's the play I was thinking of. So
3: it cannot be Ed Reed. And if you want to talk about that play – it was Mike Rumpf who literally batted a ball and then Matt Walters actually caught the ball and then Ed Reed
4: stripped the ball and took From it to the Walters. house. Yep. So this is going back to, this Ooh. is going back to 1996. I'm not even sure I know the play you're talking about, man. These are,
9: these are, these were some tough years. too. I've been three I remember years right, old
3: man. when that happened. So 1993, there was one of again, these are some of the guys that I, I used to love watching. So, the guy who blocked the punt was number three. His name was Tremaine Mack. Oh, yeah. Okay. No Tremaine Mack. Okay. Nope. And I want you guys – listen, if you guys get a chance to Google this or YouTube this later, just definitely do it. And then he ended up handing the ball off to Nate Brooks, Oof. who ended up walking in and scoring that touchdown to uh, clinch that game over in, in West Virginia. And, the, you know, so these are like just – these are great, great, great memories that I've had at the University of Miami. It's it's unbelievable, man. Those are some
9: good ones, man.
3: I'm telling you, bro, it's just, you know, some of the things that we think about, too, is in 1994, obviously, you know what, well, the University of Miami won 58 games straight, right? So, in, in 1994, what team did the University of Miami beat in order to get that 58th win? Do you guys know? <sighs>
1: Oh, it was
4: some small school. Wasn't it like Savannah State or something like that? Uh, nope, but there's a, an S. Yeah, it was a small school like <laughs> that, wasn't it? Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern, the
0: gym, man, coming strong. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, That's good, it. man.
3: Thank you. Man. You know, it, it, it's crazy. A lot of people think that, you know, it was Washington Huskies. No, the Washington Huskies actually snapped the streak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different, man. So – let me ask you this since we're on like teams and things like this who are some of your most hated teams and why it doesn't matter what sport it doesn't matter what sport just what is some of your like what's the worst thing or the worst teams like when you're watching tv and you see them on and you're like gosh i literally hate these people
4: i think we're all going to have one in common aren't we don't even say yes. Notre dame no, no we I, come out florida they,
3: state Bro, they're that, not even on my radar no, right now. No, that's
4: not yeah. who I was talking about. I was talking about the New England Patriots.
3: Oh, bro, I'm so far removed from the NFL. I can care less. I mean, <laughs> all right. Let right.
4: Let's, let's let me rephrase this question. Let me back up,
3: step back. Let me pull the all Willy Walker, right? Strike that, reverse that. Let's put it back <laughs> on hold, right? Collegiately, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who, who is some of the
4: worst people or the worst teams that you hate and why? Ohio State, dude. I just hey. hate – everything about that program <laughs> break it down man. for me why i mean dude the the very first miami hurricanes game i ever watched was the fiesta bowl okay well and then, the funny
3: thing is i was at that
4: game <laughs> yeah no i i just i hated it i've and ever since then i mean i, I hate their uniforms i've never been to columbus ohio but i hate it i, I was there in <laughs> 2010 <laughs> i hate urban meyer I hate everything about that program. I just they can do nothing right in my opinion. I don't know why. I just do. So that would be your take. Ohio State would be your would would be your pick? I, I don't know if they'd be number one. I mean I, I really don't like UF. I don't like FSU. I don't like Virginia Tech. But uh but Ohio State is in that group.
9: Bird, what do you got? For me it's the Gators, without question, hands down. Most hated program. Uh, hate their fans more than anything, right? On the face <laughs> of the earth. Uh they're they're the worst people that you can ever find, right?
3: <laughs> uh, and why is that? Is that because they're just are they are they the inbreds or are they just Well that's not even that, right? Because
9: I mean yeah, it's 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 just their their arrogance, man, and you know, they think that they're better than they are. Yeah, man. I mean, you know what? They always like like to swing on us. Oh, you've never won the ACC. Well, guess what? We've only been in the ACC, you know, less than twenty years. Y'all have been in the SEC since like the nineteen thirties. And you know how many times they've won it? Seven. Yeah, seven wow. times in ninety years. You've won it seven times, and you've got the
4: the gall to come to me? <laughs> how many yeah, times yeah. did they win it? before tebow like four, oh. so they probably won it four times in the first 75 years yeah. they were
9: <laughs> yeah they're just you know they're just awful I, you know they i mean I, I do i do think that they always duck us right we should be playing them at least every couple of years right yeah um you know i mean even even florida state at least you know maybe not so much recently but you know traditionally speaking before the state i mean they'll show up they'll play you yeah. know they'll play the game right uh, yeah, Florida, not so much, man. They're just yeah. a bunch of sissies over there, man. No, I, hate I actually,
4: guys. I actually agree with you. I dislike Florida. I dislike UF way more than FSU. Way Oh,
3: more. 100%. You know why? Because at more. least Florida State keeps us on the schedule. Yeah. Florida, Florida wants to kind of just put us out there and only play us, you know, occasionally. And, yeah, um, yeah Florida would be probably – maybe the – man, again, I hate Notre Dame too. I just – I don't like – the fact that they can pretty much do whatever they want to do, and there's no recourse. Yeah. It's like yeah. Notre Dame has. They're I think they're really one of the only predominant independent schools out there that can pretty much do what they want to do. Um, that's why I like Miami when Miami was independent. It's like you know what? We don't care who you are, where are you where you're playing at. We're gonna come up there. We're gonna punch you in the mouth, and we're just gonna keep it moving, and uh, we'll catch some phone numbers from your girls on the way out. Like that's how <laughs> my that's how Miami used to roll back in the days. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So between those two schools, and again, I, I would definitely choose Florida as one of my most hated over Florida State, one hundred percent. What about college basketball? You guys, you guys follow ball
4: any? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm not a huge college ball fan, honestly. But Why not? I mean, you you guys go ahead and talk. Like I don't. So I love basketball. Basketball is probably my first love, and uh, I just don't. I don't like the college game. I I don't. See, so that's why I feel, like, I feel man. That, I love the college they, game. Love it. Yeah, I, love I mean, it. it's just an opinion, right? And, and yeah, like, no, no, doubt. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to dog you guys, but to me, I feel like the coaching isn't as good. I feel like the players aren't as good. They hardly ever. Are you kidding me? I, I would
3: take Dean Smith and and Coach K oh. and some of those guys over anybody in the NBA as far as
4: coaching. I mean, yeah. In, in their respective field, right? But, but to me, like, when you watch the college game, they always struggle to get into sets, man. They end up jacking up a three at the end of a shot clock. Um, and it's just, it's just not for me.
3: I get no. you. So yeah. while we're talking about college ball, let me ask you this. Give me your top one or two movies that featured basketball.
4: Oh, I like that. this we're just
3: kind of Ooh. on on a topic of different Ooh. things. Today's uh, just coming, a fun you're show. Coming from,
9: you're coming from every direction today, man. Yeah. Uh, how about how, how about this one for for a basketball one? Blue Chips with Shaq and Nick Nolte and Penny Hardaway. I've okay. actually
4: never seen that. What? Oh my gosh! You, right, so you got I'll, I'll homework. You got homework this afternoon. i want to see if I can
3: trump you. So Bird, let me see if I can trump you with this one. He got game with Ray with Ray Allen. Jesus a Shuttlesworth man. That's another good one. That was a good movie. Yeah. There's definitely some uh, some good basketball. I yeah. mean, obviously, I like Uncle Drew. You know, yeah. <laughs> like movies like that, I like. But hey, I mean, again, I grew on Road. Men can't jump too, bro. Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
4: But like <laughs> Glory Road, um, I grew Hoosier. up on Hoosiers. I, I'm yeah. partial to Hoosiers. I grew up on that. Hoosiers is good. I, I mean, my, definitely a good show. Yeah, like that's that's uh, that was my dad's favorite movie when I was growing up. So, I really like a movie
3: called uh, Love and like uh, Love and Basketball with Omar X. Oh man, it was just it's a phenomenal movie. There's so many good sports movies out there, you know. Yeah. When you think of like when you think of like even college football, right? Like you think of some good college football movies. What do you think of?
4: I don't even like Rudy, honestly. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even go there. <laughs> i was talking all about it like, anyway, so.
3: And it don't even have to <laughs> And
4: yeah. it doesn't have to be fictional.
3: Like do you guys ever do you guys ever watch the program?
4: I haven't. No. What's Oh my, my word so so
3: bird, I know you're sitting at your computer, you know you're on the phone with us here on the Friday Friday morning. G- Google the program for me real quick.
7: all right all and right.
3: Uh, look oh, at okay. some of the characters were on on that show. J man, I know you're on the other side of the of the board. why don't you look at it as well? like Omar Epps was in that movie. It is a phenomenal movie. You're talking about steroids. you're talking about all kinds of stuff that goes on in college football. <laughs>
4: Yeah man, I uh I really liked uh what was the one what was the one about Jim Brown and, and his counterpart um in college? Was am I thinking of the right one or is it Gail Sayers? Gail Sayers? I can't remember. I can't remember what movie it is, man, but everybody yeah. likes to everybody likes to think about Rudy. Like
3: yeah. some of the best some of the best ones out there though is the thirty for thirties. Like, you know, you gotta rock the U right on the thirty for thirties you know billy Corbin doing his thing yeah. over there you know oh yeah so, oh yeah it, it's crazy just to see how things come to light and how things get put into perspective yeah. um was, you know there's was a lot the to
4: express about ernie davis
3: i didn't even, yeah, I ernie never express. even saw that one that one never good. Even saw that it was good how about the death penalty of smu or whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you guys think about tomorrow night i mean i know we're kind of just you know kind of going from here to there and things, but what is our take tomorrow night? What are we looking for? Are um, we looking to come out explosive? Do you think we come back off a three-week – like a three-week bye and, you know, just kind of be lackadaisical? What, what's your take on these things?
9: I think Hard we're – Sorry, go ahead, Jay. You start uh, us off.
4: Oh, no problem, man. I, I think we're we're looking to protect the quarterback. I mean, Chris Rumpf in a matchup against our offensive line, that's a nightmare for us, man.
9: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, he is – he is quite a bit better than anyone that we are going to line up in front of him. Um, And, you know, like um, they, they have a tendency to do, they have a tendency to rush five. They'll, so they'll put three down linemen and do two linebackers on either side and and just rush all five. Dude, if, if we get one-on-one matchups and and Chris Rumpf is going one-on-one against one of our linemen, like the Eric King better be twitchy in the pocket. You know, he better, he better be quick on his feet because uh, you know, he could, he could struggle to, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm worried about the pass protection.
9: I was going to mention the same thing, Jay. man. So not only do they have Chris Rump, the number two ACC sack leader also plays on the other end of that, uh, of that Duke D line. So, you know, look, I think we need to walk in with respect for that team, but we also know, you know, what I what I'm looking for out of this is our defense to show up and make a statement and force turnovers, right? Because that's what we haven't done all year long. And that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for that yeah. we get out
3: and do. Yeah, but, what we think well but, but here's the thing, right? So Duke is two and seven. Yeah. I mean it's their wins were against I think Charlotte and Syracuse. Yeah. And we're talking about like and their games really haven't even been close. I mean, you'll even look at um, The Georgia Tech game. Like, they gave up 56 points to Georgia Tech, you know? I mean, again, uh, they have multiple games. I mean, I think they gave up um, 50-something. I'm sorry, like 31 to, I think, NC State, um, 38 to Va Tech, 38 to Virginia. Uh, I mean, so their defense is going to be, you know, obviously easy to score on. But, again, this seems like to be the pattern with the University of Miami. They just never seem to put those, you know – big offensive drives and um, those points, you know, out there in order to, you know, get rolling. Yeah. Um, and the games that we have put like a lot of points up on the board, it's been close. Like the NC state yeah. game, you know, we could put up 44, they put up 41 and yeah. it's like, can we put up a, a big, a big amount of number where the defense has only given up seven points, 10 points, you know, you know, a
4: la FSU type situation. Yeah. And, and bird to your point, The Duke offense is actually 126th in giveaways this year. Yeah. So uh, I think you, you hit on a pretty good point is that we, we have the opportunity to capitalize and bring out the chain multiple times.
3: Are you guys a big proponent of the chain? Let me ask you that. Or do you think it's just at this point, you know, here it is third year. um, It's just pure gimmicks.
4: It's cool when we're winning and we're pulling it out all the time, but this year, I mean, it feels like we've only seen the chain like three times. Yeah, I do. You know, do you think Do you think the players play more
3: with the anticipation of of trying to get the chain instead of trying to play football in general? I don't know. I think in seventeen we did,
9: and that was a driving factor to towards uh, towards getting it. But now it's like you know, you get it, and that's cool. You know, it's, it I don't think it, it means as much.
3: The, the luster, like yeah. the luster, is gone, right? It doesn't have to say
9: it doesn't have the same like pop that it did in, in seventeen. You know?
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It should be interesting. I, I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night at eight o'clock. I mean, obviously, uh, Duke is Duke. You know, you never know yeah. what you're going to get from week to week. And uh, but you, you know, coming back up the last two segments, man, we're going to have some uh, some good talks and you know, kind of reiterate some things about this.
9: I know. I know. We're getting ready to get up against the break here, but I want to make a. I want to. I to talk about something when we get back, guys.
3: What's I, that? I want to talk
9: about. I want to talk about the next four games and how important they are for Manny Diaz.
4: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Jay. Jay, All right. take us. All right. Yeah. You guys are listening to the Can Gang Radio Show. We got Dirty Bird on here. He's in for the Dumb long bird. haul. We're not. We're not letting Dumb him go. Bird. Yep. And, bird. Uh, <laughs> you guys are listening to uh, Sirius XM Channel One Four Five Slam Radio. We'll see you in just a few minutes.
0: Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio! This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why well, was the basketball court all wet? Because
2: the players kept dribbling on it. The dad <laughs> joke. Corny, grown worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo
9: say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son.
2: (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray.
8: You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, look, if they pick up two on Manuel Apolo, too, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't You call
6: him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him.
0: Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manualapola.
6: Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so
2: perfect? Tua Nigga Manualapola?
6: Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa? Tua Nigga Manualapola? Tunga Vailoa? Tua Nigga Manu-a-la-pola. Tunga Vailoa?
2: Tunga Vailoa?
6: Tunga Vailoa? See, that sounds much better, than that one.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Series 6M, 145, Slam Radio.
1: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork.
7: Yeah, I can do this.
1: You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you
0: will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, slam radio
3: back at it again here on the king Gang radio show it's your boy dc we got j man over there in utah and we got the bird posted up on his perch sitting in his office i don't know what he's doing but uh <laughs> the bird thinks he's a macaw <laughs> he's probably more like a little yellow parakeet that's floating around somewhere like tweety bird but he's the bird. He's here with just, us. You just fill, you're just you just
9: filling him with it this week, aren't you, man? <laughs> Surprised you to like try to call me an owl or something. You
7: know? Listen, man,
3: I, I would rather give you Tweety Bird. Ooh. You know, Tweety Bird used to be a cool cartoon. You know, never got eaten by uh, was it? What was it, what was it? Sylvester the cat? What was what was yeah. the uh, cat's name? Sylvester.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was Sylvester the cat?
3: Yeah. yeah, man. So you know, before we before we hit break, you know, Dirty Bird, you were talking about you know something that's important. Um, and I was going to agree with you before you even mentioned it. Like, Manny Diaz has such an incredible opportunity right now to make a statement for himself these next couple games. Yep. One of two things is going to happen,
9: right? He's going to win the next four, perform really well, right, and really get the fan base behind him, like, for the long haul, right? Uh, and erase all—you know—basically, you have the opportunity to erase everything that happened last year, right? Well, right. Chalk it up to—you know—it was a learning experience, and maybe you know we had some roster issues, and maybe some some bad personalities on the team, and you know it, it it spiraled out of control, right? But look, if we crumble at all down the stretch here, you know, if we really lose to any anybody, right? Except maybe you know a close fought bowl win. I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think we could be okay with that. But uh, you know, there's it's really a lot on him, man. Um, yeah. You know, over the over these next few games.
4: You're you bring up a great point. Honestly, though, I mean, I actually hope I think we beat Duke tomorrow, and then I really hope that we just cancel our last two games, man. Start practicing for yeah. a New Year Six Bowl. I, I really I wanna, think
9: we should. I want to see us play, man.
4: <laughs> I, don't, dude, I do. We need it so bad. I I mean, I I respect your opinion, right? I, I'm never going to like you know, berate Wait, here's,
7: somebody
4: here's, for... Here's
9: the thing with that, J-Man, and, and, and I'm not trying to dog your opinion, but... All good, bro. It's the same thing we're clowning on Florida State for, for, you know, man. for, you know, for the way that they left their games, right? So, yeah. you know, to me, if we've got the ability to make the games happen, lace them up, line them up, you know, and, and, and let's yeah. hit them hard as hard as we can. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care if Clemson yeah. slips and loses to Virginia Tech tomorrow, right? And we end up in that ACC championship game, like... You know, yeah, I mean, of course, we want the best outcome of the season to, to really keep the trajectory going we got. But, you know, look, I, I want to line them up and I want to bust them in the mouth, man.
3: You know, well, this is something that we had talked about earlier in the yeah. show, Jay, man, is, you know, I, I feel like we need to play it, you know, whether or not uh, we need to play it or not. But that Notre Dame, and I'm sorry, that North Carolina game, it means more because it's, it'll be senior day. It'll be yeah. senior day at The Rock. And I think you you owe it to these seniors who've put in the work over the years to at least acknowledge everything that they've done.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, whether or not yeah. it's it's not the same type of senior day that it has been over the years because of COVID, like the fan situation won't be the same.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. I don't know if the parents will be a lot on the field. You know, those are things that I don't know. But I think you owe it to the players to play that game. And and I'm with you, Bird. Like I'm not a proponent of let's just lay down, um, dude. If we have an opportunity to play, let's play it. Now and, and again you're going to be playing potentially a a nine and four North Carolina team or, or, or whatever the case may be, whatever the the record is. Um, I know they have four losses. Does it benefit you playing them? No. Does it hurt you playing them and you lose? Probably. Um, But at the same time, bro, like this is the University of Miami. We don't turn our back and say, well, we're not going to play. And I feel like that's what's happening up in Tallahassee. I feel like they know that they're going to have probably seven, eight, nine losses, so they would choose rather just to opt out and not play the game because it yeah. keeps their record a little bit, you know, salvageable, yeah. you know.
9: You know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Senior Day too, you know, and and, and one guy that I think is is great that I think we need to celebrate on that, and I know the fan base has been all over him, but you know, Zach McLeod has given oh, five, one hundred percent, has given five great years, uh, yeah. you know, to this, you know, to this, uh, to this program, right, and uh, you know, I don't think that I don't think he comes back next year, right? No. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, I think I think it gives us an opportunity to celebrate him because, you know, five years is a long time, man. You know, I mean, it's not quite Scott Patchen's 14 years that he had here, yeah. but, you know.
3: You know, and it's unfortunate, too, because, you know, I think Zach McLeod felt like, you know what, it would be in my best interest to come back one more year to, you know, bring that maturity and that leadership to a bunch of younger guys and then COVID happens, and, you know, you could say the same thing for a lot of other programs where guys came back to try to help out their programs, and COVID took over, and, you know, you don't really get, you know, the the hoorah that you should be getting, you know, throughout the season, but um, I agree. I think Zach McLeod has done so much. He's meant so much to the program, not even on the football field, but off the field. The amount of work that he puts on um, in the community and doing different things, man, he is just a a phenomenal individual through and through great family Um, mom and dad are phenomenal sisters. Great. Um, And I, and I think like you, you said, Bert, I think the fans um, owe a lot of gratitude or they should show a lot of gratitude to number 53 um, on senior day.
2: Yeah.
4: And, and, you know, like, I don't have any problem with, with what you guys are saying. I, well, you shouldn't, you putz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, but you know, just for the sake of having a counterpoint, I'm going to offer one, right? Well, listen, J man, what would you be without a counterpoint? You know, you wouldn't be the J man. (laughs) Opposition in all things, man. It's important, right? That's right. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't know, man, I I'm going to wax a little selfishly right now. And, and, like, the program owes it to the fans to get into a New Year's Six Bowl. And we have a good opportunity. You know, if we win tomorrow, our, like, our invitation is sealed, essentially, unless we lose. And we're going to play arguably two of the three hardest teams that will play all year in back-to-back weeks. You know, Wake Forest, their offense is really good. Sam Howell is going to be a first-round pick in the NFL. Um Potentially. Uh, I mean I I tell you why again anything can happen right yeah
3: look at look at Milton from from UCF I think he would have been a stud going into the draft yeah it takes one injury and look what happens yeah
4: you're right but I'm just saying Sam Howell first round NFL talent like absolutely he is I don't know man I if we end this season the way that 2017 went it would be so disheartening yeah but we can't think about it like that man but dude i mean it's a business though i i get you right like we're fans but there's also a business aspect to it and it's like dude like recruiting is a business right because we're selling something to these kids we're selling a program we're selling a brand we're selling a future to them and we're saying hey look we're going to take care of you we're going to put you in good position to become a professional but when you
3: punk out those players might be saying, look, dude, I ain't going to Miami. They're a bunch of punks. They're afraid to play North Carolina because they're worried about trying to get into a bowl game. You know, like I, I I get what you're saying, but on the flip side, like, again, it's a business, right? Then line it up, strap them up, gear it up. Let's rock and
4: roll. But you know, when all is said and done, it's going to be more important to say, Hey, we beat Indiana in the peach bowl or whatever. We beat Indiana in the orange bowl. Um, you know, that, like, that's more important than saying, hey, we missed out on two games, right? It Like, if we win a New Year's Six Bowl, that's going to be way bigger than any criticism. And, and honestly, we need it, man. Manny needs it. We all need it. Well, let me ask you this. Let, let, let me ask you this.
3: Did you guys see the tweet that came out last night from Jake Garcia dec- decommitting from USC? Crazy, right? Wow. I mean – at the end of the day, I don't care. And I've been saying this for months and months and months. Like, let's go talk about – so, J man, you, Marsh, you know, give a shout-out to Marsh, um, Brad, you know, I'll give you guys all the props. You guys are straight like like Jake Garcia, Jake Garcia, Jake Garcia, right? Yeah. To me, I'm all about that TV dinner, baby. Like, I don't care who decides they want to come. I'm rolling with that TV dinner. Give me the Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, corn. I'm going with the TV dinner, man. But that's big news. I mean, there's been some definitely some commits, um, some big-time decommitments. You know, T. Lou decommitted, you know, from Tennessee. There's a, And so, to go to your point, Jay, man, I do think that there is potential that if you go and play that North Carolina game and you do lose, depending on how you lose – Potentially can have impact on recruiting, right? But I feel like you owe it to the team, you owe it to the, the current players to play that game. And listen, you should You're number ten in the country. You didn't. Ha- you don't have four losses like North Carolina. I think you just play that game. You wax them, and next thing you know, now you have to. You don't have to worry about decommit. You worry about getting people who want to come to Miami.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, Guys, like. Here's the thing. I, I know that we want to be fans. We want to be positive. We want to be supportive. There's like, there, yeah, it, I'm a realist. Trust me. I'm a realist. Yeah, <laughs> but, but think about like, what does that do? Like let's, if we're going to talk about how it helps, like what happens if we lose, what does that do to the program and how this season is viewed? What does it do to Manny? What does it do to our recruiting class? If, if we lose one of those two games and then we end up in the Russell athletic bowl again, with, we but have, I
3: think again. I think I, I think it, I think it boils down to how you lose that game. You know, again, if you lose the game by field goal last second, whatever the case may be, like you know, again, it, those are the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. But you got to play the game. I would much rather finish this season being nine and one than eight and one going into a bowl game. Bird, what you do know, you think?
4: I'd rather be eight yeah. and one than than eight and two. I really would.
3: Yeah.
9: I, I just I don't think you can be scared. I think I think you gotta I think you gotta want to play every single game. And if if God forbid one of them gets uh you know one of them gets canceled you know then so be it right. But they give us the opportunity to go out there. We need to get out there and we need to whoop the team in front of us, especially North Carolina. Because listen, if there's you know I wouldn't really consider them a rival, but if no, but that game team,
3: last year that fourth and seventeen still kind uh, of bothers me. It, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> but you know what?
9: they they're fans. I mean, they're 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 loose on the lips, man. For oh,
3: one hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent.
9: We got a. You know, I did want to ask you guys one, one quick thing though. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, right? He's in the transfer portal. Where do where you guys yeah. think that kid lands, man? Because he tore it up. I mean, look we don't we all you know we all make yeah. fun of UCF over their their paper paper national championship, but uh, you know that kid was special, man, and it's, yeah. it hurt seeing him go down the way he did.
4: Ooh, I was watching that live when he got hurt. That was tough to watch, man. That was very yeah. very tough to watch.
3: See, that goes back to my point, right? That can happen like Nick Chubb. You know, there's been – you know, look at the kid uh, Marcus Rosemary from Georgia. You know, again, caught the the touchdown against Florida. Next thing you know, like his whole ankle just snapped. Dak Prescott. Prescott, Like it happens no matter what happens. But I actually think he goes to an SEC school. Um, I think he wants to prove something in order to prove it. I, I Listen, I, and Georgia was at the top, top of my list when I first saw that because I feel like yeah. Georgia has some young quarterbacks. They just need somebody who is a little bit more mature, and I think yeah. he can handle that up there. Yeah. Um, you and would. I feel like the, the SEC, he can show with the type of talent that the SEC produces. I feel like that would be beneficial for him.
4: Yeah. Uh, the Gators are going to be replacing Kyle Trask this off season, so I think UF could be a place to watch. Um, you know, and – they are kind of more, like Georgia's kind of this run-heavy, you know, one-back, big offensive lineman, that kind of set. Um, I think Florida would probably be more conducive to Milton's skill set, anyways.
9: You know where I kind of want to see him go, and you guys are gonna be like, what?
4: Where? FAU, What's... FIU,
9: no, <laughs> FSU. Okay. Right? Oh. Because here's here's the deal, right? Like, you know, I mean, they are down as far as anybody could ever be yeah. down, as far as program could ever be down. But look. I don't, you know, I mean, they, they keep talking about that seven game winning streak against us. We were terrible during those years. Right. So I would love to see him go to FSU and just at least bring some respectability. Yeah. Okay.
4: I, I have no problem with that.
3: You know, I, but again, who's he going to throw the ball to? Like, you know, you talk about even <laughs> going to like <laughs> everybody on their team has already opted out. I don't even know if they have anybody. I don't think they have enough players to even play like that's the hard part. Right. You talk about Florida maybe going to Florida, like, It's easy for Kyle Trask right now to play at Florida with the type of, like, talent that he has with Kyle Pitts and Grimes and Tony, you know, again, they're playing a freshman uh, running back in Naquan Wright. But, you know, they have a decent team. Like, they have a really good team. But when you lose players like that, like, I don't think that maybe, like, Milton goes there and has the type of season that Kyle Trask is having because the
4: players won't be there. Sure. I guess, uh, you know, Kellen Mond would, will be leaving A&M. So AM but
3: Bro, out. he, he's still, I, I don't know why people think that he's so good and he's not.
4: I mean, I'm not a fan. I just assumed he'd leave, but.
3: I do think, like I said, I think uh, yeah. potentially go to an SEC school. I mean, who knows with yeah. Jake Garcia, like decommitting, you know, and <laughs> maybe go to to USC, who knows? Yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> there's opportunities everywhere, you know, especially yeah. being, you know, grad transfer and stuff like that um so what we shall are,
4: see what are the odds that we get jay garcia then i mean right now fan, i would tell the you it's fan is, the fan in me is screaming it's like 99 percent. like he's pretty much here I'm, <laughs> I'm actually i'm driving to georgia tomorrow to pick him up and take uh, him down to miami for everyone so you guys are well rolling.
3: i mean i listen i know we're getting uh, we're getting ready to get up against the break again here um when we come back on the final segment man why don't we get into that i want to talk about that and then since we got bird on the line i want to talk a little bit about the um the rankings as well and get birds perspective. I know J man, you and I had talked about it earlier in the show, Um, but it's always nice to get a third, you know, third, third party opinion on, on the, uh, on that, you know, on the rankings. And then we'll get into uh, the NCAA. There you go. Calling me the third wheel again, man. Well I said the third I said the third party opinion. I didn't even gave you a third party. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's shoot the break here. You know, I'm so hungry. I need to order like DoorDash or something. I just had chicken wings earlier, but I'm so hungry right now. Um so yeah, let's let's hit break. I'm a, I'm going to hit like either Uber Eats or DoorDash real yeah. quick here and uh, yeah. see if I can get some food for this last segment.
4: <laughs> All right, co. Well, uh, yeah, you guys are listening to the Cane Gang radio show. Uh, as always, we're on Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. See you in just three minutes. Yo,
0: what's up? Baby, let's go.
4: This is Tua
1: Tungle by Loan. Yo, Sway
4: Calloway. This is
6: Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker
2: Everybody, What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening
1: to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM, yeah.
2: Allison is perfect.
7: Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal, and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo.
6: Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us.
1: You and I. Well, oh, you, you forgot
6: that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go.
1: You and I. There you go.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M, 145, Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke.
5: 145
2: over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke.
8: This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to LowerYourHBP.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
0: And now we're back with Kang Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
3: It's been a great, great morning here on Kang Gang Radio Show, Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. J-Man, you and I have been holding this down here this second hour with the bird. And joining us now is none other than our, our main man, our our. University of Miami guru, insider, Mr. Nodal. He is the man with the plan, Brad Tejada. What's good? What's good? Kang gang. <laughs> oh, you already know, bro. Kangang.
5: <laughs> What's going on, fellas? It's a, it's a great morning. Great morning.
3: Uh, bro, listen, there's a lot. There, there's been a lot to talk about, you know, since last night when a bunch of stuff popped off on Twitter. Um, obviously, a huge recruit in Jake Garcia um, decided to decommit. Um. Obviously, Terrence Lewis decommitted from Tennessee a couple days ago. Um, obviously, Xavier Collins decommitted from the University of Miami, which I don't think was, um, you know, Ooh. nothing. That, well, <laughs> so, I mean, we all we all knew that we thought that that was going to be coming sooner than later. And, obviously, with the decommitment of Savion Collins, it actually allows another spot to open up. And, you know, when you just start to see the timing going back and forth, it's almost like it's the the inevitable that Jake Garcia might commit to the University of Miami. Um, And, man, I know you have
4: mentioned this before, that we've been recruiting him for, like, two years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan Enos was – I mean, like, that's how fun it's been. Dan Enos, heat on him, you know, (laughs) like –
3: we don't, we don't say that name. Who?
4: <laughs> the Cincinnati Can you just say our Bearcats former, running back coach.
3: Can't you just say our former OC and just leave <laughs> yeah. it at that?
4: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you have to be excited, man. We've been on him for two years. He's an incredible prospect. And, you know, like, I, I'm not even putting all my eggs in that basket, right? Like, I, I'm very excited about Tyler Van Dyke still. But to have elite talent multiple spots deep in the quarterback room, That'll be the first time we've done that in a very long time. So it's going to feel nice having options, right?
3: Yeah, Brad, let me ask you this. Just say the potential that that Jake Garcia decides to commit to the University of Miami and and pledges and, like, Ryan's with me on this. I know, Bird, you're you're a big proponent of until you sign, right? Because I I always feel like until you sign. But, Brad, let me ask you this. Say Jake Garcia does decide to commit to the University of Miami, does sign the LOI, um, and now you have – Jake Garcia, you have Tyler Van Dyke, um, and then you have someone like Derek King who potentially might come back for a senior, you know, for his fifth year um, because of COVID or whatever the case may be. I think that 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 really, really benefits those two younger guys being able to sit underneath Derek King and watch him play for another year and also get another year of, of being in Brett Lashley's offense. Do you agree or disagree?
5: Absolutely agree with you, D. I mean, we it, it sounds like a cliche statement, but as hurricane fans, we we, we kind of say this time and time again, and it starts on Green Tree, right? Right. And when when you create the competition on every position group, especially a key position like quarterback, man, this is a position that Miami has missed on for so many years. And and you you harp on the Jake Garcias and the James Williams and the Leonard Taylors, but this kind of goes back even a little bit before that, man, we were just a six and seven team, uh, depleted in a pretty much a lot of positions, and it's the Lashley and King effect, man. It really all started with them. It's a big props to Manny Diaz. I mean, time and time again, there are elite players in our own backyard that we we kind of put all of our eggs in that basket, like you kind of mentioned, and we we miss out on them time and time again to the bigger schools, and now you're starting to see the avante williams the james williams the leonard taylors the cam kitchens the mason smiths and now possibly a Jake garcia i mean we we're starting to land playmakers all over the field that's going to help us tremendously and sky is the limit for the team man i think i think you're starting to see a lot of these recruits that we thought were going to be hopes and dreams are now becoming a reality and i think this is going to be a steamroll effect going forward
3: let me ask you this. So, we've had this discussion um, earlier in the show today. Um, obviously, we, we play Duke tomorrow night, and then the the possibility of Jordan feels like the, – the J-man feels like potentially not even playing the game against North Carolina because it does nothing for us. It could only hurt us. Um, I Like, Bird and I feel like, bro, you line them up. If you have an opportunity to play, you play. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, what's your take about potentially – not playing that game against North Carolina versus playing that game against North Carolina?
5: Uh, I can see it both ways. I can see where Jordan's coming from, but then I could also see where you guys are coming from. I mean, at this point, once the ACC kind of announced that, like, hey, it's Notre Dame and Clemson, uh, at that point, any ACC game you you potentially play doesn't really mean much in my opinion. But then when you talk about a North Carolina team, that's kind of the only team on our schedule besides Clemson that all Kane fans kind of looked at and kind of treated it as a measuring stick, right? The, the Sam Howes, the, the the strong running game, the, the kind of – The Daz elect-
3: Newsoms, the Browns.
5: Yes, yes the electrifying receivers. Um, although they don't really have a defense, it, it, it potentially could be a high-scoring game, which is also something similar that we might be able to see in our predicted bowl game too, right, where we're projected to play Florida in the Orange Bowl, which I think is another team that's very similar to North Carolina, a high-powered offense that has a struggling defense – um, they're just a little bit more better on, on all aspects on the football field. But me personally, man, we, you kind of take a step back and you look at this game against Duke, which was originally Wake Forest. In my opinion, um, a week ago, we were possibly thinking of playing a team like BYU or Cincinnati, right? And I think that would have been the interesting game, in my opinion, for Kane fans, because that would have been your statement game that everyone keeps talking about when it comes to college football rankings. Uh, people complain about the Iowa States and the Georgias, and unfortunately, even though they've lost to some teams that they shouldn't have, they also have won statement games and have blown out teams that they're supposed to, which is something Miami has not done yet. And I think that kind of um, renders them as far as the rankings. But I think the 10 spot is perfect for them. As long as we keep winning, we'll move up. But all in all, I could see both both ways, but I'm with you as well. Line it up. Uh, at the end of the day, we're diehard Hurricane fans. We want to see that orange-green on the on oh, yeah. TV anytime possible.
3: Yeah, 100%. And the other thing I think about, you know, you talk about the rankings. Like, obviously, we agree that we're not playing for the national championship this year, right? So if you're not one of the top four teams, who cares where you're ranked at? Um, I think it only depends really on, you know, being in the top four. One thing that I, I look at as, you know, you mentioned about potentially playing Florida. Um, in the Orange Bowl based on prediction and stuff. And I think that's kind of one of those situations where you have to kind of wait and see because like Bird and I had talked about this. What if Florida ends up beating Alabama in the SEC title game? You know, now what happens when you have a one loss Alabama team, a one loss Florida team, uh, if Clemson turns around and beats Notre Dame, now you have four teams with one loss. Does Ohio state get knocked out? Um, what happens with a and and m beat Florida. Like, so there's all these, you know, variables that come into play um, to me it makes sense and it benefits you. Miami pretty much is a lock for the orange bowl based on what's going on right now. The only way I can see them not getting the orange bowl is say if Clemson loses again. um, I I think that again, with COVID and traveling and things like that, I think maybe the ACC would, or the orange bowl would look to try to bring somebody down and generate, generate some revenue. Um, Because again, being local with Miami, I don't know necessarily where we get the revenue even with COVID. Um, So there's a lot to be, to be said about even playing at North Carolina game, based on the fact that again you still have to have the eye test, right? You still got to be able to perform, and you got to show the committee that you know, hey, well, we're not opting out. We, you know, we're gonna play. You know, so I think there's a lot that goes into that. Um, we shall see. I mean, again, we line them up tomorrow night, and again, before we even get to the New Year New, uh, New Year Six Bowl or anything like that, we got to get past Duke. Duke is kind of, you know, again, they beat us last year. Um, you know, so it's always kind of, a, you know, one game at a time. And I really like the mentality of the team moving forward this year. They're always talking about the next game, the next game, the next game. They're not worried about what's going to happen in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. So we'll, 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 we'll be excited tomorrow night, you know, especially if them boys come out there and put that W on, uh, on the Blue Devils. And uh, then we'll see
4: what happens the following week. Right, J-Man? <laughs> Whether or not they play or not. Absolutely. I hope they don't, man. I mean, I, I'm not knocking you guys, but it just seems senseless to me, man. Well, since
3: we're on the talk, talk of college football, let's get into some of the pick-ems. Um, I really like this segment that we do because I think it's a, it's a fun thing, and I like to hear everybody's opinion and why. Um, Jay, man, how much time do we have roughly? We got seven minutes, man. That's plenty of Good. time. Plenty of time. So I'm going to start off with a big game this week. Um, just kind of got it announced. BYU Coastal Carolina. Um, I think this is going to be a, a, a big game, and I think this is it has a lot of implications – you know, for kind of that at-large that at spot. You know, um, if right. Coastal Carolina can knock off BYU and say Cincinnati struggles, man, Coastal Carolina has a shot to get into, uh, you know, a pretty good bowl game. So, uh, Bird, what's your take on the uh, Coastal-BYU game?
9: So I've been BYU's biggest critic because they haven't played anybody,
3: right? But you know what?
9: Now they're playing a respectable opponent, so I give them respect for, for taking the game. Uh, and I think they're going to beat Coastal Carolina, right? So you think I'm they beat them the handily, point.
3: or you think they just kind of they squeeze by?
9: I think it's a competitive game, but you know they win com- convincingly at the same time, right? Like kind of win a win a close one that they never trail in that kind of game.
4: Gotcha, J Man. Um, I I'm gonna pick BYU. Um, you know, I feel like BYU gets grouped into the like the group of five teams, and they're really not. I, I feel like they're closer to a power five team than a group of five team. Gotcha, uh, but. I mean, honestly, man, I hope they win. Uh, my boys are all BYU's fans, and they're taking me to Wendover tomorrow, which is like a casino city on the on the Utah Nevada border. And uh, sounds gonna... like
3: you got some type of disease, and I got window or whatever it's
4: called. <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna be hitting five dollar blackjack tables all weekend, okay. and right. uh, we're gonna be watching the Canes game and the BYU game there. So if BYU loses, then my whole weekend is gonna be really, uh, it's gonna be loud, and it's gonna be really intense. You know? Okay.
7: Right.
3: So. B, what you got?
5: Yeah, man. I think, uh, I think it will be an interesting game. I'm, I'm kind of happy that college game day is going to be a part of that. Um, right. And I think both teams um, have sparks, right? I think coastal Carolina has a lot of playmakers that have that grit and tenacity where they kind of play all for each other. Um, I think the downside for coastal Carolina, unfortunately, is the trenches, especially they're very small, which I think that's where BYU is going to kind of take over. I think it's going to be a trenches game, I think it's going to be a little bit too much for Coastal Carolina to handle. I think between Zach Wilson and just the interior offense alignment of BYU being so big, you're going to just see the physicality kind of dominate after the second, third quarter. And I think BYU uh, takes control of the game and wins by 10-17.
9: You know wow. Zach Wilson has better stats than Kyle Trask right now?
5: Yeah.
4: He's good, yeah. man. And he is that's, good. That's the thing is he balled as a true freshman. Like there were people that were saying, you know, after he was a true freshman, they they kind of already awarded him like two years in the future first round pick. And then he messed up his hand right before his sophomore season, kind of struggled. Um, and I think people took that as like that was his development, you know. But now he's back, he's fully healthy this year and he's playing incredible. So like I'm
5: he's been good his whole career, really. Like he's he's gonna be a first round pick. And and to but, and to and to echo that, Jordan, I think another thing too that kind of everybody has all eyes on Zach Wilson is he's kind of similar to Derek King. He's a playmaker, right? He kind of does things uh, on the go. And even when a, a play folds, um, he's got the capability to do what he wants, where I think yeah. that's a little bit different with Kyle Trask. I think yeah. Kyle Trask is a guy that is just a smart quarterback and Dan Mullen has kind of perfected his quarterback's tour. You don't have to do too much in his system. You just yeah. need to make the right reads and be accurate. And I think that's exactly what Kyle Trask yeah. has done all year.
3: Yeah. Okay, those are valid points. Valid yep. points.
4: What about the Clemson Virginia Tech game? J man, start us off. Clemson man, I mean, they uh, man, it's probably the first time all year they have some some uh, like a fire underneath them. You know what I mean? Like if they don't. I win, don't know, they-
3: man. I wasn't I wasn't impressed with them like going into the beginning yeah. um, last week, but. I mean, obviously they still pulled it out and, you know, yeah. they kind of put some, some numbers up, but. Um, yeah, well,
4: I, I, by that I just mean, like, if they lose, then they're not in. You know, if they lose, then they don't get into the ACC championship potentially. Correct. correct. And so, like, this game is very meaningful to them. Um, and, and I think you're going to see Trevor Lawrence ball out. I think, you know, Travis Atien's. I mean, let's be real. Like, they're a top two talented team at the end of the day. And right. I think they're going to play like it on on tomorrow. So I think they're going to okay. play like a uh, like a top two team and uh, take care of business.
3: Bird, Clemson, Clemson, pretty much. Brad,
5: yeah, man, Cle- Clemson by by a handful. I-, I got the ukulele coming out like early second quarter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me go out to the big. It's let me big go out to ukulele, the Big Twelve, man. man. Yeah, had a big ukulele. Let's go to the Big 12. Let's talk about Oklahoma and Baylor. Now Baylor's not the team that they they have been the last couple of years, but they're still a team that can put up points. Um obviously Oklahoma's got a, you know, a couple losses already this season. Um Brad, start us off. Who do you like between Oklahoma and Baylor?
5: I got Oklahoma, man. They're starting to hit on the right cylinders. I think they started off slow early on, but I think the offense is just going to be too much for Baylor. I got uh I got Oklahoma.
9: All right, Bird. Sooners man they uh, you know they slipped a little early uh, a couple times earlier in the year but they are you know still think re- Lincoln Riley's one of the best coaches in uh, in the college game and uh, yeah I think
4: they're, they're they're hitting their stride now Okay j uh Sooners Okay yeah I'm pretty I'm simple believer.
3: yeah Um over in the Big 10 obviously uh um good game here 12 or 16 Indiana versus Wisconsin Bird talk to me
9: what was the one? It popped out. In, in the,
3: Indiana, Wisconsin. Uh, Indiana, Wisconsin.
9: You know, I, I think I'm going to take Wisconsin here, man, on the upset.
3: Well, you know, obviously with uh, with Indiana's quarterback, you know, going down, um, I yeah. think that, that hurts Indiana a lot. Pedicchio, yep, yep. correct?
9: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Wisconsin, man. They're 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 good, man, and their quarterback, you know, that kid is that kid is solid at slinging it for Wisconsin right now. So,
5: okay, Brad. I'm going with, with uh Wisconsin, man. Any Kane fan knows uh well anytime we see Wisconsin on the TV, they they kind of demolish opponents, man, especially us, it uh, seems like recently. So Wisconsin.
3: Okay. So real quick before we uh we get to we, we're getting ready to literally run out of time here. Miami Duke, Jay Man, what's your prediction? Let's uh let's wrap it up with these uh Miami uh Duke game. Um I'm
4: gonna go man. Sorry, I'm I'm taking a minute. Um, I I think that it's going to be kind of frustratingly close. Um, I'm going to go Miami 28, Duke 21. Uh, We win by seven, but I think there's going to be a lot of pissed off fans again, like the last three weeks. Okay, Uh,
3: let's go. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Give me a score. Canes Canes 35, Duke 10. All right, Brad, score?
5: Uh, 42 to 17, Canes.
3: All right, I'm going to go a little bit bigger. I'm going to go Miami in the 50s. I'm going to go, 50, I'm gonna go 50, 52 to 10 Miami. Wow. Damn and okay, uh, right. we'll see what happens from there. So, J-Man, first week hey. doing a two-hour show, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's gone pretty quick. Bert, what you got real quick? No, 52 10, man. That's the Florida State special. <laughs> Boom, let's roll it.
4: Let's go. We're putting the 52 burger up again, man. I, J-Man, two-hour show, bro. I'm winded, man. I'm winded. I need to build up my stamina.
3: Better get out of that, that uh, Utah air out there and move I down know. to the
4: uh, sunny South Florida, it's bro. It's thin up here, man. It's, it's a little thin. All i right. feel ya. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. You know, we're so happy to be, you know, primetime, two hours. We love it. Um, so you guys are listening to King Gang Radio here on Sirius XM Channel 145. Thank you so much and have a fantastic weekend.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.